Welcome to TNT Wolverine, brought to you by Valiant Management Group. Here are your hosts, Jake Butt and Justin Rowe. All right, welcome back to TNT Wolverine. I'm Justin Rowe, joined by my co-host, two-time All-American, Jake Butt. Jake, I mean, we I've said it every single time, but we've got these special guests who keep rolling in here in the Valiant studio here. So we've got, are you senior now? Uh, junior. Junior, yeah, Chris yeah. Jenkins, uh, and then we've got... QB1, Kane McNamara. Is that, is that fair to say QB1 here on July 20th? Absolutely. All right, there we go. I like it. I like it. And then, um, so we've got uh, Lieutenant Gainyard and Lieutenant Lesea as well with us in the room. So we appreciate you guys um, from the uh, U.S. Army National Guard. We, uh, you know, we were all at the event uh, this past Friday and had a great time on the base with, with them. I, hope, I felt like you guys had a good time with us, too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was a good time for us as well. Um, it's very rare when we get a chance to really share what we do with really anybody outside of the military. Um, everyone gets their ideas of what the military is from movies and TV shows. So to be able to actually have you guys with us and show you exactly what we do, it means a lot to us. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was cool to see... Uh, you know, you guys had it all set up for us and then 150 dudes come in and not really knowing what was going on and you guys, you specifically got everyone in line real quick uh, and, and you were making sure that everyone, it, it felt like it was a real like military uh, feel there too. Oh yeah, absolutely. We Like what Sergeant Gainer said, um, you know, we wanted to give you guys that experience. Not often, you know, uh, civilians don't know what we do on the military side. So uh, to be able to you know share that experience with you guys, that was pretty cool. And I hope that was cool for you guys too. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah absolutely. I had the privilege of uh, visiting the USS Nimitz oh, nice. um, two years ago for this leadership camp. And I just remember for me, I'm just so happy the rest of my teammates were able to experience this as well, was just learning more about you guys, just gained, like helped me gain more appreciation for you guys just because of, you know, witnessing what you guys do on a day-to-day -day basis and like, not just what you guys are, because everyone's aware of the risk you guys take for us and to keep our freedom. But on top of just like the dedication that is when you're not just like fighting on foreign soil, I feel like that as well, just like, you know, we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank I you. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. That's important also. Yeah, I mean, we just talked to Marion Walker, too, who um, down in Louisiana in his hometown and, and the U.S. Uh, National Guard came down there and helped them out with Hurricane Ida, came and got them, literally got them out of their home and, and saved their lives. He brought them food and all that. And if not, you know, without you guys, um, you know, he probably wouldn't be here, you know, today. So um, to your point, Kate, it, it really is like it's a big difference, obviously. When people think military, I think they think, oh, everyone's in the Middle East, you know, fighting, but there is a lot to do here on our on our own soil as well, right? So um, we appreciate that a ton. Um, so you guys, Chris, Kay, you got camp coming up here pretty soon. Um, you're getting excited. You're going into your own little battle, you know, your own little, it feels like you're going into that yourselves, right? Yes, sir, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I know um, both sides of the ball. We look good. I know we got a lot of competition going into it, especially from spring ball. So you know, it's always good to. Look good to <laughs> so. 
a friendly competition, of course, right? Or, a or maybe a little, maybe a little, little, little bit. <laughs> maybe a little tension a little, too. Maybe a little bit, just a little bit, yeah. depending on the day. But no, nah, no, nah, we be getting after it. So. That's good. That's good. good. And you got to go up against that unbelievable offensive line as well, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. how's that going up against that wall every day? Oh, it's good because I mean, going up against them every day for practice, and then when we get into the season, and then we switch it up going against different offensive line, it definitely feels like our game is just upped by that bigger step. So it's definitely a definitely how would I say like a step up? Like, geez, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Jake, what do you got for us? Chris, man, I, I, obviously, listen, it's a hard-hitting question. How do you replace David? How do you replace Aiden? Um, and you guys, you have a lot of depth. There's a lot of talent, but those guys were another level. Is there some guys that we should be looking out for this fall that could step in and, and have a, a breakout season? Or is there some young guys that might be stepping up and contribute across the defensive line? What's some, what's some realistic expectations for you guys as a unit going into the fall? I feel that. Well, the biggest thing is we're not going to be able to replace Aiden and Ojabo. They were their own people. They did their own thing. They were beasts. But we are going to have other guys that are doing their own thing. We got a unique set of players that are going to thrive this season as well. So like Uppy, Mike Moe, I feel like Mozzie, they're really coming across. And I think we got a lot of younger guys too. Like, uh, you know, we just got um, uh, KG um, coming in, the big freshman coming in. He's like 350. He's huge and he can move. Like he can move. He runs like a four eight, Ooh, like crazy. forty yard dash. That's faster than Kate. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, we got Mason, and it's everybody's a sponge. Everybody's like working, and they're working hard. Like you can tell. So I'm, I'm not worried at all. Like I, I feel we're in a good position for the season. So I think we're gonna see a lot of new guys just getting their name out there, especially on the D line. So you know. It's, it's, I mean, you can't, like, I feel like whenever you have those outstanding guys like, like Aiden and, and David, you almost have to forget about them a little bit. Not yeah. that we want to forget about what they, you know, brought to, to Michigan, what they did, but you guys have to form your own identity, right? Oh, so, um, is there something that you guys are working on as a unit? Like, all right, we've got our own new identity here that we're, we want to bring into 2022. Oh yeah, it's just like the team chemistry or as a unit, bringing our chemistry in, trying to like get that down to a T. Cause I feel like if we are comfortable with playing with each other and playing with ourselves, and that's gonna make our game better as well. So I think it's just embodying that as, as players and as a team, as a brotherhood. Like, if we could get that, you know, down, it's going to help us, you know, all in all. Yeah. The game. So, you know, we're still working on it. We're we coming into it. So. For sure. For sure. Jake, go ahead. Chris, so you, your dad played in the NFL too, right? Dad, you grew up around it. You understand the sacrifices. Um, you know, what was that like? What were some key moments for you as you reflect on your childhood and the influence, you know, his career had over, you know, yours going forward? Well, you know, uh, like the biggest thing as a kid, because he was, him and my aunt were really like the two biggest inspirations for starting football. They're the only reason I got into it. Yeah. So I think it's really like when he went to the Pro Bowl, his first time going to the Pro Bowl and he brought us up and getting to experience that. Like that was, that was awesome as a kid. I was like, <laughs> I remember the whole reason I wanted to do football was I was like, I want to be famous too. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, so. So yeah, nah, it was it was really it was really cool reflecting on that. And as I got older, he really expanded my aspect of the game and just taught me 
I, it helped teach me like it's more than just a game. It's, it's life. It's yeah. about being a man. It's about learning, working under pressure. So, yeah. But do you did you do you remember meeting any like of the huge stars at that Pro Bowl? Not too. I remember meeting Aaron Rodgers okay. when like my unk and my dad played because they they used to play each other. Unk played for the Packers and he played for the Panthers. I want to say at the time. So okay. I remember meeting A Rod after they beat my dad and my dad was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, was, yeah, he was like he was like yeah I can't, I can't even remember what he said too much but he was cool he yeah. was cool and I was yeah. I was deer in headlights. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of the quarterbacks too, so Cade, you're going into camp after coming off, you know, you're a Big Ten championship winning quarterback. There are a lot of people that are still, you know, not sure if you should be that QB one, as you just said, right? Um, you know, I was actually talking to, to Brad Robbins the other day about it, and he said Cade is just simply a winner. That was that was what he said. How have you made that form to be your identity as well? You know, the D-line's got their identity. Your identity might not be flashy, you know, all that stuff, but you just go out and you do your job and you win and you get it done. Is, is there something that you that you have done to make yourself be like that? Um, I think it's just a repetition of the habits um, that I've been really able to do for the last four years. Um, really, some of my tendencies um, and what I bring to the team is, you know, you know, it's been a correlation of, you know, everything besides me just playing football as well. And I think, um, I think that's a fair statement. I think, you know, as a job though, as a quarterback, you have to do whatever it takes to win, whatever, whatever that looks like. If that means a certain throw or a certain, you know, whatever it is, you have to do it. But. I think, you know, that's obviously the most important thing at hand, and that's what I try to focus on. I love it. I love it. Okay, do you got to – I was just sitting here as I was thinking of questions, just reflecting on your journey here. And, it, you know, you come in in the Rutgers game a few years back, big win, um, go into camp the following season, you win the starting job, um, and, and, you know, have a successful year, Big Ten championship under your belt. You beat Ohio State, first one to do that in a long time. And – now you're going into camp and you have to prove yourself again. It's crazy. Never in a million years would I expect a Big Ten champion Michigan quarterback have to compete for his job again. But that's where we are. Can you talk about your how your approach has changed over the years for from being a backup where you might have to be just an asset to the room to getting the opportunity to play and succeeding to then winning and now having to fight off and, and um, secure that starting job again? How has your approach to going into camp and going to the season changed? Um, I would say the only thing that changes is um, really my role on the team from a leadership standpoint. I think, you know, now where I'm at in my career, my age, my experience, um, I'm able to apply that to the rest of my team and, um, you know, be a leader for this team. As far as from a personal level, um, I have no lack of hunger or whatever the motivation is I that has maintained consistent no matter what offseason I'm in I I have a question too because he brought up the Rutgers game the the in the locker room after the game when you said what about if we went out what are they going to do how <laughs> do you regret saying that at this point because <laughs> it's become a little bit of a joke I feel like after that I mean now obviously you've gotten past it but what was going through your head as you said that? Um, 
I mean, to be honest, like, I'm not gonna say anything for the sake of the media or <laughs> for it to be videotaped. Like, um, if some people, if some people think it's a joke, like, good for them. Like, I don't really care. Like, I, I think, you know, it got the guys motivated. I mean, it, you, depending on where you are in the season, you have to find ways to keep the guys motivated. And we were at a, an extreme low at our team. And that was the one of, if not some of the only, you know, success that we saw that season was winning that game. So, you know, for us to build morale off that game, um, you know, you know, if we, you know, we beat Penn State, like I'm sure we have a whole lot better feeling going into the off season than, you know, what we did. I mean, I don't really, yeah, I don't give a shit. To <laughs> that was the answer I was looking for on yeah. that. Um, no, I mean, it's it feels like, honestly, like that moment was kind of your like coming out party a little bit, right? Not only as you came out and showed that you can throw the damn ball around, but you came out and you're like, I'm the damn leader of this team, right? And you haven't given that up yet. And there's been a lot of pressure from all angles on, you know, there's, I feel like they're not only from the fans or from whoever, there are a lot of people that want you to fail, to be honest. Does that wear on you? I mean, do you feel that during the, during the season too? Um, I mean, no, not really. I feel like just like, you know, some of my past experiences of being in other quarterback battles, I'm, you know, well aware. And I'm also well aware of, you know, you know, being a quarterback in Michigan, what that takes and what that looks like. And, you know, that level of, you know, I guess, uh, I don't want to say critique, but more just of, um, you know, who just everyone's watching. And no matter what you do, everyone's yep. going to watch. And, um, I mean, that's what's expected. Like, if I want to go play in the NFL one day, you know, what do you think? You think people don't aren't gonna say stuff or not gonna look at Aaron Rodgers what he has to say? I'm sure there's a million people who hate Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> right, right. Like, even though think, he's one of the greatest. Exactly, yeah. like he's one of the one of the greatest. Tom Brady's one of the greatest. Maybe not many people don't like Tom Brady. But, <laughs> but, but, no, I think he has his fair share. I mean, besides that, like, like, I, I mean, it's just a good rep for me for my career and what my journey looks like. Yeah, I love it. I do think it's gonna help you at the next level. Jake, go for it. Yeah, okay, man. I mean, no one knows the offense like the quarterback, and you guys return a lot of talent, a lot of talent across the receiver position, the O-line, tight ends, depth at running back. Who have been some guys that have stepped up this year and really taken their game to a next level, guys that you can really go to in critical situations, whether it's third and six in the fourth quarter or a red zone opportunity? Who are some of those guys that have stood out to you going into the season? Um, to be honest, I think it's a little early for that. I think, you know, when we approach spring ball, we're approaching as to what kind of talent, what kind of team can we possibly be? And when it comes time for camp, um, that's when we find out, you know, who are the go-to guys and how, how is this team going to prepare to win football games? And, you know, I have, you know, a handful of guys that I could rely on last season, whether that was CJ, Roman, Eric. Um, and, you know, I fully expect those guys to be, you know, for me to be comfortable relying on them in those certain moments. And I'm sure, um, I'll let whoever else rises to the occasion do that themselves. There, there will be, yeah, there will be a lot of, uh, I, I, we were just talking, we had Cornelius Johnson in here, we had Mikey Sainer still, we had, um, who, I'm blanking on who the third one is. Scooney. Scooney, yeah, we had Scooney in here too. And I mean, you, there's just so many weapons on the offensive side of the ball now. It's, it's, I, I was saying we, you know, you guys have like, 
two, three deep of really talented guys at every single position on the offensive side. So, uh, you know, Chris, for you, going up against that every day, we kind of talked about it with the offensive line, but, you know, as you watch Cade and, and JJ and some of these other guys out there, you know, how do you feel going into the, the camp with that being your offense and it's like, all right, we got to either match that or do better every single day. And then also knowing, like, if you take care of your side of the ball, like, you know that Cade is going to get it done on his side of the ball too. Oh, yeah, because uh, we feel really confident about our offense because we already know they're going to do their job. They're going to handle their business. And I think it's really funny camp because we be getting after and we be getting after each other. So if offense has a bad day and defense whooping, then offense is going to come back firing at us. Yeah. And we may have a bad day the next day. Coach is going to get on us. We're going to come back firing. So it's really like we just build, like I said, we build off each other on that. It's cool. So, yeah, yeah just going, we like, we really like competition. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing that, you know, sets up, sets us apart. It's like, we really love getting that. So, <laughs> it's I, they, there's probably going to be a competition at almost every single position, right? Mm -hmm. Going into this fall camp, I think like there's probably there. It's a cliche a little bit. Every coach is going to be like, oh, you, you know, you're fighting for your spot no matter what. Or there's I don't you know I don't know what Coach Harbaugh is saying right now for you guys of like you know nobody's won their spot yet or if that's how he does it but it's got to feel that way when there's somebody nipping at your heels every every way right yeah oh yeah facts because we got we got a lot of talent on the team especially like you know defense offense so if you're if you're not getting it done like if i decided to start slacking like i feel like i earned a certain spot right. there are gonna be guys that can get it done like i'm i'm not the set set all be guy so it's really that's what just motivates and I think we we know that as a team like nobody nobody has that mindset that they just earned it because they're that guy so Chris I thought one of the the big reasons obviously there was talent obviously there was scheme um there was a willingness and want to push violence against the opposing offenses but I think one of the biggest reasons you guys were successful last year was the leadership um, Hutch, the way he showed up, and, and you guys know much more than us as fans and watchers, Hutch was such a strong leader. Josh Ross, Daxton Hill, um, some of those guys that that really just helped that unit play as one. Who are some of the guys that are stepping up from a leadership standpoint that are going to really gel this defense together? Well, I mean, as of right now, a lot. Honestly, everybody's taking their own stride as a leader. Like not everybody's doing, you know, like the rah rah, you know, yeah. talk like talking, getting everybody hyped, but also people are going in their own way, leading by example too. And that's also like the biggest part I feel like more guys are doing more to also not only lead by example and lead themselves, but be able to get a voice in and say something when it's needed. And you know, especially like on defense when we have like Mike Moe and Mozzie getting the D line, right? And then like we got guys like Cade and we got guys like E all that are constantly telling us to do better, work harder. Like what we're doing isn't enough. We can always do it a step better. So I feel like the leadership hasn't slept at all. Like I feel like like I feel like we're still making strides. So like I think I think you say it. Yeah, and I, I think too, you know, Jake to your point about Aiden, nobody's gonna be Aiden. We talked about that. Yeah. Aiden's like a literal unique human being, right? Whether it be with his passion and his voice and, and the way that he commanded, you know, the locker room a lot last year. So you can't be that guy, right? You gotta do it your own way. And I'm excited to see you guys do it that way. And then, you know, in, in talking about leadership, 
we talked about how you had your coming out party a little bit and now you know you're going into that second year right of being you know you've got a year under your belt of having some some more experience you went out you beat ohio state you won the big 10 championship game you you went to the college football playoff Cade, what have you done in terms of leadership to continue to elevate yourself that you make sure that guys are comfortable when they come in whether it's you know when you're down by by three in the fourth quarter of the, the Nebraska game, or you're you know you're going into the the final winning drive of the Ohio State game, and keep you know it seems like you always keep calm under pressure, and you make sure that you you've got your team squared away. What are you doing to elevate it and keep it going to the next level there? Um, I think just overall now that I mean as you kind of mentioned, you know we've talked a lot about Aiden, but I think you know from really January Josh Ross established himself as the the partnered with Aiden as the leader of the defense. So now that, you know, we've gone through an entire cycle, I think, um, you know, maybe at times I've had to use my voice more than I would um, in the past. Well, especially last year, just because, just from a number standpoint. And I think, you know, at this point in my, um, my role as a leader is I'm trying to, you know, help create leadership. Um, I'm trying to, um, you know, give guys certain opportunities that, you know, like, you know, maybe we, you know, maybe this position group needs a guy, maybe, you know, maybe we'll have, like, maybe I'll just, like, create an opportunity for, you know, maybe a guy I see potential in leading um, for him to earn some respect from the rest of his teammates. And I think um, from a personal standpoint, I think, you know, the more you say, the more, um, the more consistent and disciplined you have to be in yourself. I, am, I will never say or do anything that I wouldn't expect, you know, you know, myself to do every single time. And I think, you know, just ha holding everyone else to that standard, um, you have to be able to never mess up on your own part. So I think, you know, from my personal standpoint, I think I've been pretty consistent with that. Um, new offensive coordinator, and you know him better than everybody else. I guess Sharon Moore is also part of that. But your quarterback coach, Matt Weiss, is now stepping into play calling duties. And I don't think people understand how hard it is to be a coordinator. I mean, you can't just have a playbook. You need a playbook that has verbiage that allows people to understand it quickly and play fast. You can't just have talent. You have to know how to use the talent. You can't just run the ball or pass the ball. You have to know when to run the ball, when to pass it, when to use the two to complement themselves. Could you just give the Michigan fans out there, the listeners, um, you know, an inside scoop and what kind of person and coach we're getting um, stepping into that play calling role with Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore being promoted to, to a bigger role. Yeah, I think, you know, two are very specific with their own styles. Um, you know, I think, you know, at, being a coordinator is an extremely tough job. And I think, you know, they they have been making strides themselves as, you know, to, you know, what can we do better? And the I feel like the communication this year, if anything, has been, um, we've taken a, a big leap in that as to far as um, whether it's a concept, whether it's a, a protection, whatever it looks like, how can we make sure that not just the starters understand it, but the entire offense understands it. And I think, you know, with the combination of the two, um, you're going to get two very different individuals with Coach Moore, who's more of a very passionate leader. He's a very um, aggressive guy on game day who's very vocal. And I think with Coach Weiss, you're going to see someone who's very situational, someone very poised. And, um, you know, I'm excited to, you know, being on the field and relying on those guys. 
has uh, has Coach Harbaugh still been very involved in in a lot of that? I know you and him have had some some closeness over over the past year and a half, uh, two years. Um, is he is he still being involved in in not just not play calling or anything like that, but more so um, just making sure that you're growing as as a quarterback too? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, Coach Harbaugh is always in our quarterback meetings. He's um, always sharing his insight, and that's something that I've been very appreciative of. Um, I've made that pretty, I've told a lot of people that as far as, you know, his experience is very unique for a person in my position to be able to receive information from, um, from a coach who's been there and has played the position at such a high level. So, um, you know, he's, I mean, he, he wants to, he's the same coach that everyone knows. He wants it as much as anyone. He's going to do whatever it takes or he's going to say whatever needs to be said in order for us to grow. We've talked a lot about leadership here, and, and this is more so out of curiosity, but I think it's great to hear for our guard members. Um, I, I imagine, you know, in high-pressure situations, leadership and communication matter so much. What does a good leader look like for you guys, and how do you select your leaders? Is it something that comes from within, or is it a higher-up selecting from your teams? Could you kind of touch on that, how that process comes about from a leadership standpoint for the National Guard? Great, great, uh, great question. Um, these guys hit the nail on the head. There's a, there's a big direct correlation. I mean, I played football all my life. Sergeant Gaynor played football all his life. I think the reason why we're so successful in this uniform is because we took the traits that we learned from our childhood playing football and we apply them here when, we, when we're on, in our uniform. It's not only on and off the field. You know, you're, you're a leader 24-7. Your, your eyes, eyes are always on you, uh, especially when you're, you're in uniform every single day. Um, part of the drill sergeant creed, you lead by example, never requiring a soldier to attempt any task that you would not do yourself. Uh, and that that right there, you know, that, that's leadership. You you lead by example. And just to, just to, to touch on it, just to really answer the question. Um, yes, we, we develop our leaders internally. Um, I'm a firm believer and the leaders not made or born that the traits that a leader needs to have or can be developed and developed over time. They're developed in battle. I mean, in not, not just the battle of, of combat, but the battle of life. They're developed over, um, you know, failing and learning from it. Um, and poise, poise is a really big one. Um, be no do is a non-commissioned officer credo. You know, be the person that people want to follow. Be a subject matter expert, know your job and do your job. That's really the biggest things that make an army leader. We, even when we're not confident, we're confident. Even when we're not strong, we're absolutely strong. And we know how to do the job and people follow us because of it. Um, listen to these guys talk, just the way you guys command the field from sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. Um, you know, command your, your leadership styles and tailor them to that. Um, like be the guy people want to follow. And you, you guys are that already. And the one thing as well, like, Competition breeds success. Absolutely. Competition breeds success. I, I hear that always coming out of you here, like, man, competition, competition. Absolutely. Because when, when, when you're there, when you feel like you, you're already there, you get complacent. What happens when you get complacent? You lose it all, man. You lose it all. So, yeah, competition, man, just staying hungry, always grinding. That's what's up. Yeah. I respect you guys. That's how I think, especially as defending champions, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's coming for you. You can't get complacent. You got to, everyone is, you're going to get everyone else's best every single day, right? When you got to step out on the field.
Um, so Sergeant Ganyard, you uh, deployed and you've been on, on a couple missions. You know, Kate, you and I were up in the Blackhawk together. Chris was in the Chinook. I, were you in, uh, up in the air at all? Yeah, on your... yeah, yeah, I was in the Chinook. Okay, and then uh, when you deployed as well, were you uh, up in the air or were you on the, on the ground? Yeah, pretty much every, everywhere we went. Anytime we got dropped off for a mission, I was infantry. Okay. Um, prior to coming to the job at the Minnesota University of Michigan. But um, yeah, every, every, anytime we went anywhere, we were in the air. Um, I had a Chinook or Black Hawk drop in the song. They're like our big taxi cabs, to be honest. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I mean, I don't know about you, Kate, because you were in the middle. I was a little bit more on the outside. Blake had his feet like dangling out in the air. I, I, it was, and you. We're only, you know, flying over, we're flying very straight, only over, you know, basically farmland, a lot of it. And so I can't imagine what it's like when you're overseas and, you know, in combat or anything like that. It's got to be stepped up a level. Right? Absolutely. Um, flying a lot faster. Um, very specifically to Afghanistan, it's a lot of mountains. Um, so we knew the enemy had RPGs, so we're flying. Pretty, pretty low, number one, and sticking to the terrain to kind of mask and hide our movement. So those, those guys are cooking as they're flying. Right. <laughs> Even we did like a little bit of a drop and I was I almost shit my pants a little too. <laughs> 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 you, you were doing the same, Kate, you're like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just like the startleness and like, just my, that was my first experience ever being on a helicopter. Same, okay. And just like, even the turning, it just seems like you're staying in place when you turn and then you go forward, like mm -hmm. those little things. But I was talking to some of the other guys that were there and they were all talking about the terrain and moving with the terrain when they get deployed yeah. and how like it's like tradition that everyone like just opens up their uniform and pukes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no one wants to be seen throwing up, yeah. but if you got Absolutely. to, you open, and, you, and you don't want to mess up the bird, you know, those yeah. guys got to clean it, you yeah. puke in your shirt. And call it <laughs> That's uh, different. <laughs> that's the shoot. I I don't know. I, it's it's definitely different. That's for sure. But it was it was a hell of an experience. I don't know about you guys. How, yeah. how was the Chinook? Yeah, like the same thing. The views were awesome. Um, when we first took off, I was I was a little bit more calm than I thought until we did the drop, <laughs> and then that's what that's what set me because we thought it was all over. We were chilling, and then we did the drop. We thought something was wrong, so everybody was freaking out. But um. Nah, I think it was just like getting the gist of it, like what y'all what y'all see from out there. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, but but really, like like once you got up in the air, the Chinook was it was pretty smooth, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was smooth, a lot smoother than I thought. Yeah. Like I thought I thought there'd be like more turbulence, like on a plane or something like that. But I, I, yeah, any players like fall asleep because I I fell asleep. Yeah, 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 so, many, yeah, yeah. yeah. so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that's why it made the drop funnier because right. a lot of people that are asleep they woke up. <laughs> they were like. It is like a, an oddly calming time up there with the wind and everything. I had the wind just blowing in my face so bad coming in the in the Blackhawk, um, and we were able to go. We went over Spartan Stadium. Dono may have made a certain gesture to Spartan Stadium, yeah. and then we went, you know, flying over the big house. I've never seen the big house from up top like that. I mean, pictures, of course, but it's just really cool to see that as well. It didn't even look real. You know? Like it was, it was. It was wild. Some, yeah. of the, some of the guys on my, on my bird, you know, as we we're flying over the big house, like just like we defend this country, you know, our, our motto is this, this will defend this will defend till the end. Yeah. You guys defend that house. Absolutely. 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 Glad to take you guys up on that experience. Man. Absolutely. We're excited to see you guys season this year for sure. 100%. Yeah, thank you guys. You won't disappoint.
Absolutely. Jake, you got any other questions over there? This was awesome, man. I appreciate you guys, what you sacrificed for our country too. I mean, in a crazy, crazy world, sometimes it's good to reflect on what you do have. Um, and, and we're thankful for a lot of the things that we do have and, and what you guys have done to sacrifice for that. Absolutely. Well, appreciate, yeah. that appreciate that, Jake. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for your support. Chris, thank you for joining us. QB1K, thank you for joining us as well. We appreciate you guys. Um, go 14 days from camp. You guys are ready to hit it here. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun to watch you guys throughout this year. Um, you know, I know these guys will be watching now for sure. Absolutely. You probably, if they weren't fans before, you've gained a couple more, I think. Um, and, and we'll be watching you guys the same way, you know. Uh, I have a, a much deeper appreciation now that we were able to come visit you. Very exciting. But, um, hey, for TNT Wolverine, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.